0: From the American College of Financial Services, it's time for NextGen in 10. I'm Ross Riskin, chair of the NextGen Advisory Task Force, and for the next 10 minutes, you'll be joined by our hosts and guests discussing topics relevant to up-and-coming financial advisors. Hey all, it's Alana Phillips here with NextGen and 10, and I've got B Laurie of Lori Nichols coaching with me today. Thanks for being here, Lori.
1: Great to be here, Alana. Thank you.
0: I know you've had such great insight into succession planning. Obviously this is what you do every day, but especially the mindset of the more senior owner shareholder within this process. So I really want to, in this conversation, dig a little deeper into that next gen, right? The junior in these succession opportunities. There's a lot of them. Lori, from your perspective, Where do you find you spend the most time with those next gen folks and helping them to be a good successor?
1: You know, it all really comes down to thinking about how ready are you as a person? And that could be emotionally, mentally, all of those kinds of ways, as well as just from a skill perspective. So it really is helping them to step back and think about what does being succession ready? mean for me, whether it's here or somewhere else? And what I often see is that there's kind of that third alternative, or should I start my own thing?
0: So when you talk about the emotional readiness versus the skills side of it, right, sort of soft and hard skills here, if you Mm -hmm. will, from the emotional side of it, what do you find is important for a next gen advisor to focus on?
1: You know, it's like really tapping into kind of what matters most to them. What are your core values around your work?
0: I guess, give me an example, Lori. You know, what would be a core value that would help them to know that this is a successful succession opportunity for them?
1: I always like to put it in terms of for a firm and for all of the stakeholders involved in a firm being successful today and being succession ready in the future is what does win-win-win look like? And so what is the win For that next gen professional, do they know what that is? You know, what's right for me, right for my family, right for my career? That's not at the expense of the owner, not at the expense of clients. But theirs aren't at my expense either. And you, it's hard for you to know whether theirs are not working for you if you don't know what yours are.
0: Yeah. I stock all your blogs and articles, Lori. So that's sort of that personal vision side of it, right? Of yeah, what is it that you want this to look like? And I think next gen folks tend to look at a senior advisor and go, Oh God, I don't want my business to look this way. (laughs) You know, I'm not gonna do it like this. I don't wanna be in the office at 7 a.m. I don't want to wear the ties or whatever it is. Right. So is there a way to help them navigate? Like there's some of that stuff that obviously is not going to be the same, but you know, how do you dig into the things that really are most important in terms of a connection being long-term a success?
1: I think part of that being succession ready is how accountable are you to yourself And most of our listeners will be familiar with this concept of, are you being reactionary or are you responding or being responsive from a more positive, thoughtful, self-aware place? And if you are owning your part in your career and where you want to go, you can be more effective and feel more confident in initiating the kind of communication that is absolutely essential.
0: So you're talking about the next-gen person, right, initiating some of this conversation. And I know I see this go terribly wrong often, right, where senior hasn't initiated a conversation, junior is scared, right? They don't mm-hmm. want to step on the toes of the senior person and completely ruin this whole thing. So when you talk about, you know, them starting or catalyzing the conversation, how can a next-gen person do that without offending the senior advisors? everything that they've built their whole life?
1: Well, you know, a lot of it really comes down to learning how to have challenging conversations. And it's recognizing your own vibe, if you will, when you go to have that conversation, like don't have it, just passing in the hallway. (laughs) You know, it's (laughs) like having the conversation in a setting where you're able to prepare yourself it's kind of like anybody that's ever given a performance review most people hate it people don't like receiving it people don't like giving them the person giving it if they feel that way they give off that vibe and it's the same with these kinds of conversations if you're not rock solid on why you're having the conversation why it matters then You may be, I'll say, vibing all over the place. They can feel it. They will start to armor up when you sit down to initiate the conversation. So it's learning to be just super solid with what it is that you want and why, and learning to manage your own internal state. And that's the kind of thing that's going to serve you well in any number of settings.
0: Thanks, Lori. I'm going to pause us there and we'll be back in just a moment. Give your clients the retirement security they need with our Retirement Income Certified Professional designation. Visit theamericancollege.edu slash RICP to learn more.
1: Learn how a goal-based approach redefines 21st century investment with our Wealth Management Certified Professional designation. Bring your value to a new level at theamericancollege.edu slash WMCP.
0: And Lori, we are back to pick up our conversation where we left off for those junior advisors. Out there, I, I think that often means some preparation, right? Yes. To the extent of even doing a drill and rehearse or, you know, recording yourself and having those key points of what you're trying to communicate to the senior about this succession opportunity or what success looks like to them. And that's hard. It seems kind of silly to think about, but I would imagine you do some of that role playing with your next gen clients.
1: Absolutely. You know, it's, it's like, you want to have that, like, if it's a client conversation or a sales conversation, you don't wing it. So you don't want to wing it with this either.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think we live in an industry of, you know, I'm going to wing it. And that's how I got to where I'm at is because I'm so good on my feet, but it doesn't pan out in these conversations with your internal team, especially.
1: (laughs) A little simple trick is to take some deep breaths like literally set the timer on your phone because even 60 seconds will really calm your nervous system. It feels like an eternity, but even just 60 seconds of some deep breaths before you stand up and either walk into that room and, you know, ask for some time. And I think it's approaching it from this compassionate, empathetic place of, I really want to understand where they're at. And I want to at least I like to share with you what I'm thinking. And it could be that simple to just, you know, I'm really curious. I'm starting to think about this. I'm just wondering what you think. So you're not telling, you're curious.
0: And opening up the dialogue, you know, for these junior folks to be able to feel empowered to have those conversations and, and ask the good questions. So Lori, you've given us the insight into some of those things that might be a challenge for the senior, right? Some of the loneliness, some of the identity crisis that they go through and giving or, or handing off this baby that they've made their whole life of their business to someone else. But I also think for some of our next gen audience, right, they have, reached the point in these conversations where maybe it isn't going anywhere and and it's not moving forward. What is your advice in helping somebody to know when maybe it is time to move on and that that succession opportunity or teaming opportunity is not going to be good for them?
1: You know, it's interesting because this is kind of where the real work is. And, you know, when I'm working with a client, we explore both sides. The cost of you know kind of what's at stake if you stay what's at stake if you leave and the other side of that is what's the opportunity if you stay or if you leave and a lot of this is just done kind of from my perspective with this intention of helping them get to a heck yes or a heck no because when you're in between it's heck it feels bad for you and it probably feels bad for them
0: No, it makes a lot of sense. So important, I think, to really understand that if you are going to stay or if you're going to go, right, is this a win, 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 like you've talked about in the past? And if not, it might be time to to move on because that senior isn't ready for whatever reason. So Lori, you're seeing so many of these succession conversations and, and coaching the folks that are in both sides of them, really. What does it look like, I guess, have you come across any situations where a team really does have it figured out already, and they don't need your services. Has that happened?
1: You know, for so many, my help is either essential, like they know absent outside support, they will be waking up another decade later, and nothing has happened. Or it's kind of like, wow, I really like a partner in this. So it's not essential. They could do it. They are getting it done, but they just want kind of a partner in it. And for those where they really don't need the help, they are, I'll say, heart-centered leaders, they do have a culture that embraces and supports candid communication with kindness, and they are a place where people want to work. And importantly, I would say they have a shared vision of success. They are all engaged and believe in that win-win-win That there's a benefit for me, there's a benefit for everybody, and it's we all feel great. It's that compelling vision, and we're all in.
0: I know a lot of leaders that have that heart focus, Lori, but I think lack some of the other pieces of the clear vision and, and certainly are happy to have partners that help them through the process. So it sounds like you know most of the folks that we know probably do need some help from you know, a coach like you that's really a, a connected, compassionate third party who's been through a succession of her own in addition to helping others with it. So Lori, for the folks that are sort of exploring, working with a coach, or thinking about their questions on succession, how can they find you?
1: You can find me going to my website, lorienichols.com, or you can find me on LinkedIn. And that's a great way to connect. Just shoot me a message and we can find a time to talk and get acquainted.
0: Awesome. No, I know you've got really great articles and, and blogs that you've posted on there as well for folks that are looking for just like initial information or figuring out what it is that they should be focusing on. So, Lori, thanks for being on and sharing your wisdom and knowledge of succession planning with us and for being with us today. I
1: really appreciate the invitation. Thanks, Alana.
0: For more episodes, visit our website at theamericancollege.edu slash podcasts. This has been Next Gen in 10. Brought to you by the American College of Financial Services.